Sometimes <laughs> it's terrible to be right. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Welcome to another episode of Under Construction. Hey, y'all. To my left, Rodney Richie Rich Richardson. Hey, y'all. Vince, the beardless one, done live. Give me a couple months, the beard to be back. It'll be right back, right before Christmas. <laughs> I'm hosting today, Mr. Kaiser Solse, our brother Jamal. Happy 40th birthday. Happy 40th. He Modern is. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Is it, he's 39. He's 39? He's 39. Oh, snap. Oh, I thought he, he was gave, in the club. All right, well, never mind. Yeah. Right, hey, but, no, 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 for, 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 for production's sake. He's 40. He's 40. Okay, we'll 40. yeah, we'll, we'll go with 40. He's Welcome still, to the club, he's still hungover because he was turned up last night, yeah, especially yeah. after that amazing NBA game that broke out in the last five minutes of the Hornets <laughs> versus Knicks and how it ended. Mm-hmm. So uh, how was y'all's week? It was pretty good, man. I went down to Columbia last night, had an awesome time with friends, uh, seafood broil. Playing games, it was awesome. I feel you. Yeah, pretty much same to me. Um, I don't even remember why I took last week off from recording, but um, it was it was it was good. I was supposed to have a kickball tournament yesterday, and I gotta admit, I wasn't looking forward to playing into it. I I don't know why, but my, I, I wasn't hyped. And then we got the email saying it got canceled due to the weather. So, you know, I responded and said, like, man, sorry to hear that. But, you know, I definitely have my little Kobe going on right, right. now. You know, you just <laughs> exposed yourself to the world, right? And, but the thing is, here's the funny part, though. You know, the team I was supposed to play with, we had a little group chat, you know, where everybody uh-huh. can talk and keep up with each other. When it got canceled, everybody was saying the same thing. Everybody was saying the same thing. So, um, it was now, I will put this out there. The, it, was, it was for charity. Oh, and okay. um, it was only $10 per person. So because it got canceled, she refunded all of our money. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the team told her to keep the money because okay. it was it was for charity anyway. Okay. So she still got she still got the money. Good okay. stuff, good stuff. What about yours, man? How was your week? Well, it was going very well. See, we, we beat the, uh, <laughs> the Hornets beat the... Uh, <laughs> Nick's last yeah, night. No, no, no. Who, who did Monk beat with the buzzer beater? I'm, uh, who was it? It was well, let's say Detroit. 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 Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah, beat yeah, the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. Blake Griffin memes were great. Yeah. Uh, he's still then, standing there right yeah, now. Yeah, he's still. I to think this he's day, still there. he's still, still standing. There. Legend has it. He, he'll join the team tomorrow. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> the Hurricanes won a, a really, really close game. And then the Hornets won again against the Knicks. And then the Panthers played. But we'll get to that. Uh, let's go talk back about the Hornets this week. This week they went two and one uh, mm-hmm. to improve their record to six and seven yep. for the season. And anybody out there who says they had the Hornets going six and seven after thirteen games is a liar. You are lying. So, you, you, do, do you remember earlier, uh, like like toward the end of summer? Everybody's like, by, by the end of November, who's going to win more games? The Hornets or the Panthers? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know the we answer. Got answer. <laughs> we got the answer. We got the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, Absolutely. and it's shocking. It's shocking. <laughs> Absolutely. So we actually have a lot to talk about with the Hornets, and we're going to lead off with them this week because we feel like they deserve it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so I'm going to let Vince start off, start off here with his thoughts since he was missing last week. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'm going to say. Um, I predicted that this team may or may not win too many games this year, but they will be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They will be awesome to watch. Three-pointers, uh, dunks, pass, you know, ball movement, all that. And uh, for the last couple of months, I've compared them to the Baron Davis uh, Golden State Warriors Ooh, or, or the uh, Darius Miles LA Clippers. I've compared this team going into the season to both of those teams. Well, we might not win too much, but they will be fun to look at. But 
I did not expect this. I cannot legitimately mm. say that after 13 games, I expected them to be six and seven, looking pretty good going forward. And and it's only 13 games, but people are actually talking about a six, seventh, or eight seed going into the playoffs. And I won't be mad at it. I've held true that. I couldn't call the playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, 35 wins maybe, but I couldn't call the play. And I'm still not hopping on that bandwagon mm-hmm. right now. But hey, JB got my respect for right now, yeah. man. He he's he's really he's really turning heads and um I'm a, I'm excited. I'm excited. Last week I was on the podcast saying that Monk needed to start. And I said that the, that he's actually turning the corner. He didn't start, but he's turning that corner. He's turning the corner. He and, definitely and, is. And and I'm a well-documented monk hater. <laughs> I started the fan club. Uh, if he keeps going, I'm about to give him an apology, a sincere apology. And 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 I'm actually happy that JB has kind of given him that confidence and just kind of letting him play through the mistake. He still sucks at defense. Yeah. But those 20 pounds he gained over the summer helped him. Especially, I love when he's attacking the rim instead yes. of settling for that jump shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he he's grown leaps and bounds, and, and I can honestly say. We can see the development of each player, even though Miles played like crap last yeah, night. Yeah, last couple, nah, which caused which caused Batum to play yesterday. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Miles has been a, has been a revelation in itself. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm really surprised, and I'm happy for JB. Now, with 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 Malik Monk, do you think do you think this is a situation of the 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 system that he's now playing in, or do you think that the game has just finally slowed down and he's now able to seize the game and can actually play the game now? I think it's a combination of a system, the coach entrusting him to play the game, and the game has also slowed down for him. It's, it's year three. It's it's do or die at this point for him. Um, and him bulking up the game twenty pounds also helped a lot. Because last year, all these driving layups he's making, he's yeah. flopping and getting mm-hmm. thrown into the first yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm just very glad. I'm, I'm very happy that he's he, he, he's, he, he took the summer seriously. We all had questions when he didn't join the team in Vegas, but it, it's, it's obviously it's, it's obvious that he's put in the work. And, and to me, he's probably one of our best creators on, on the offensive end as well. Uh, I don't, I still have issues with him leaving leaving his feet to pass the ball, but he's. He he's way better and, and he play he's playing the game more controlled this yeah. year. I think we're seeing uh, the effect of JB holding true to what he said when he first came to Charlotte. We're gonna focus on player development. Yeah, I've always felt that Monk's biggest issue is that he couldn't get out of his own head. Uh, Malik Monk is is his athleticism is his greatest asset. Yeah, he's not a great shooter. He was a pretty good shooter in Kentucky, but. When, I think when guys get on the NBA court and they see that longer three-point line, it's intimidating, and he mm-hmm. struggled shooting the three his first two seasons. So this year, he's like, you know what? I woke up. I'm going to take it to the rim. I'm going to attack the rim. I'm going to use my athleticism, and that's something that JB has allowed him to do. When he was playing under Clifford, you know, unfortunately, his hand was forced. He had to play that backup one guard, which he There's wasn't good guard, at. Yeah. Um, and then when he went to play in the backup two, he still had some of that. Well, do I need to be a backup one exactly. or exactly. do I need yeah, yeah, to be yeah. two? Now his role is more defined. Yeah. JB's like, hey, I need you to go out there. I need you to score points. Hey, I need, I'm going to put the ball in your hands for the last shot of the game because you got the quickest release on the team. That's a huge boost in confidence yeah. for, you, for your coach to come out and be like, oh, well, I knew Malik Monk was going to get the shot off. That's huge. And I think uh, that's probably the biggest reason. And, and, the, and another stat. 
He's shooting almost 50% for the yeah. season from the floor. That's, yeah, that, for that, a guard, that's incredible. Yeah. It's 48%, man. Getting back to the buzzer beater from uh, from Friday night, if you guys looked at uh, JB's uh, press conference and they asked him about the Malik Monk shot, he, yeah, he actually said that, well, I knew it was going to go to Malik because out of everybody on the team, he has the quickest release. Mm-hmm. And I just think with, with everything that Malik Monk has been through, because let's, let's keep it real, dude, going back to last season, Ever since he did that interview where he took a shot at the veterans, he, yeah, everything just literally went downhill. And I don't know if he has that perspective still that he's playing with, and I don't know if he's matured as a result of that, but to see any coach or anybody publicly mm-hmm. praising Malik Monk and then for him to be playing the way he's been playing the last, the last week or so, we're going to have legitimate conversations as far as should he actually be starting? That's a good point about the veterans because the veterans this year are actually being veterans. veterans. Yeah. They're coming off the bench doing yeah. veteran things. I know we everyone hates Nick role. Batum, but sorry to say, Nick Batum was part of the reason we were in position to even win that game yesterday. Yeah. He came yeah. in, he played good defense. He did some very savvy stuff. You know, uh, the Knicks have a lot of young players as well, and Nick Batum was able to take advantage of that. Marvin comes off the bench these last – few games and hit some big shots. He's hit some big, big, big yeah, 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 Trade yeah. bait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, we'll, we'll get back to that. I don't know if I still want to use them as trade bait because they, they, they're, they're already ingratiated into the system. They know the players. They, they yeah. have clout, so to speak, and they have both accepted their roles yeah. coming off the bench. So Marvin, Marvin actually had a bad game on Friday night. And I was pretty frustrated with Marvin. But in the fourth quarter, when we made that run, he hit two big, big threes. time threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had two big threes. So why would you in my in my mind, why would you want to mess something up that isn't broke? Because you don't want you don't want it to go well. You want to tank. <laughs> you want that number one pick. You want more ping pong balls. No, 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 no. We're, we're not, and, oh, and, and speaking of another stat that I saw after last night's game, um, we were tied with the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. with the most wins on the season in which we trailed by double digits at any point. And with la- and, and I don't know if this is a good stat or not, yeah, but after last night's win. Actually, I think it's a great stat because if you clean up the things that are getting you down in double digits, then... You win by double digits. Exactly. You you're, you're, yeah, the fact that they're able... Uh, the resiliency is one of the biggest unsung traits of any NBA team. A lot of teams will get down, especially a team like the Hornets, who everyone predicts that they're going to be terrible. And, you know, they they hear the narrative. They hear the media. So they get down by 14. And a lot of teams would think, you know, we're just terrible. We're not supposed to win this game. But they play hard every time. They're even in the, the games that they got blown out in. Mm-hmm. They're playing hard to the clock reads triple zero. And that's something you – I I don't know if that's JB or that's just the mentality these guys have or it's the vets, but that's that's an amazing thing to have, and that's why they're able to win. They were able to win these last two games. They're probably young enough not even not even to know better at this point. Absolutely, yeah. With the way that they've been able to come back, uh, because every single game they have played this year, win or lose, they have been down by ten plus points at some point during the game, and we've won six of those games. What is it about this team, this very inexperienced team, to where they're able to get these wins where in the past this doesn't happen? Well, 
close games in the past, we knew who the ball was going to. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This offense is whoever's open gets the shot. Yep. Who's ever hot gets the shot. Kimba could have been two for twenty, but we know he was getting the ball. He's gonna mm-hmm. give him the ball. We're gonna force. I mean, it that's it's, it's it's not right or wrong. He's he's the leader. He's the star. He's he's he he was he was the uh, all NBA player. What, you, you, Who you else gonna shoot? Ball. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> but it's so unpredictable now, and 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 and, and everybody's sharing the rock and. Teams don't know who to who to tee off on. It's just like okay, we got a man up. Who's who's, and, and it, it's the element of surprise, and and, and I love it. And to add to your point, going back to the game last night versus New York, uh, one I want to talk about how uh, JB trusted Nick to to inbound the ball, but we'll we'll talk we'll talk about. I, I think I'll be able to get that in later. But on that last inbound play, I. Think I think Rozier was the number one option on that play because he flared to the corner three and Nick at least looked like he wanted to pass the ball to Rozier, but he wasn't open. Mm-hmm. And he, in my opinion, he looked dependent for like one or two seconds, and then it, it ended up becoming a hot potato, and he just had to get the ball in, and he throws it in to PJ. And I think the way that the play was drawn up, PJ is like, if I get the ball, I have to look for Devontae Graham. And even though Devontae Graham got the ball, mm-hmm. he he was being guarded. He yeah, had to make heavily, a, heavily. Yeah, he had to make a juke move to get open and get the ball. And it's just I'm I'm these last two games, these last two buzzer beaters, I'm just like What's the difference with this team that they're able to do this? Whereas, in I the, think and, and I know just, I know Kimba played a big part in it. I, I mean, I hate to just be all in on JB, but that's the difference. Yeah, these players have confidence that they didn't have last season. They, yeah. I mean, if you look at the Pistons game, the Hornets shot terribly from three point range. Yeah, Horrible. and then lo and behold, that's what ends up winning us <laughs> the game. On really, it wasn't even really a good shot. I mean, it was the only shot the Hornets could take. Monk had to get that shot up. But, I mean, he was two guys draped all over him. He's almost 30 feet away from the basket, and it's just bottomed, you know. But he had confidence that it was – I bet when he shot that, he knew it was going in. And that's the difference, I think, last season. Everyone acquiesced to Kimba, like Rodney said. And because of that, though, no one really had confidence that, hey, maybe I can be the one – to, to win the game for us. And it's not just making the shots, but we've seen uh, Cody Martin have such a big oh, impact yeah. on yeah, coming yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. or little things like JB switching to a 2-3 zone mm. in the third quarter. That was huge. I was yeah. actually, and, and I saw your comment on the game three. Right. That, was, that was a very boss move. I was actually upset when he did that <laughs> because, like, because like I, I was looking at it more from the macro point of view, and I'm like, wait, we're really playing zone well, in, the even, NBA. in the NBA. We're, we're really playing zone yeah. right now. And, but and, it, it, we, we remember uh, against Brooklyn last year, they went into a box and one yeah, yeah, and yeah, completely yeah. shut us down with Kemba. A couple and, teams did so, that too. So I, I think sometimes NBA coaches outsmart themselves and they think a two three zone. Come on, really? I'm not gonna do that. JB is like, you know what? I'm better if we run because the Knicks, uh, as Jamal said, they have 14 power forwards on yeah, the yeah, roster. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, JB is like, you know, I'm gonna run a two three and make them shoot, and it worked. You know, until mm-hmm. eventually the Knicks were able to, to to find a way around it. But by then the game's tied back up. We come from all the way from eight down at the half. And now we got a chance to win. Um, And and the Hornets had enough discipline to follow that game plan. The coach said, hey, we're going to run a 2-3 zone. And these guys are like, 
All right, let's do it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah so, so big ups, big ups. I, I'll give credit what credit due. So big ups. So also, so you know, Dwayne Bacon uh, is out with the injury, mm-hmm. and in his stead, Devontae Graham has moved into the starting position as a two guard, um, with Rozier really as the one, but they're both playing kind of a combo guard, and there hasn't really been a fall off in his overall production. So do you guys think that? Graham should stay installed as a starter. Should we try Malik Monk as a starter? Should Bacon get that starting role back when he comes back? Um, how do we feel about that? Um, honestly, I'll give Bacon one more shot. Uh, we don't know if the injury has been affecting his shooting percentages or not. Let him get healthy and put him on a short leash. And then after at that point, try Monk. Um uh, but I'm also concerned Monk starting. I, I like Monk better against second units. And I, I like him in, in that microwave role, the Vinny Johnson type role, coming right. off the bench. Heat up. You see if he's working. If he's not, come sit down, come sit down Malik. But uh, I like what JB has been doing with, with, with Rozier and Grant. Rozier plays so much better with Grant on the floor. Mm-hmm. It, it allows him to get off the ball. It's, it's like he's a small two guard, which kind of concerns me, but leave that one alone. But uh, – and I like that. I like that he's been staggering their minutes, and so one of them is always on the floor at all times. I, I love it. JB's well, just a savant. With well, that. first off, I, I want to point out that uh, Bacon was actually available to play last night That's right, versus was, the that's Knicks. Right, yeah. He was available to play. Yeah, he he was he, he was, was available. He was listed as active. He was. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was a DMP CD. Ooh. Yeah, but I think that was because like of the type of injury because it's a knee. So um, I think uh, when I looked at the uh, the pregame, I think JB said, "Hey, we're just gonna go at the floor of the game." Now he said before the game, he said Nick will play, and even mm. though Nick had a good game last night, I think Nick got something on the org. Okay, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I, I, I think Nick got a dirty secret, and he's like, "Hey, I, I know I don't what you know. did last summer, yeah, Mike. exactly." But uh, no, Bacon Bacon was a DMP. Uh, CD, and I think it's because it's a knee. It, it, it's a knee yeah. issue. So like maybe he just doesn't want to bring him back too, too soon. With that being said, this is a good problem for JB to have. But I'm gonna go against the grain here. And when Dwayne Bacon is ready to come back and start, I think he should come off the bench with with Devonte Graham while Malik Monk starts. Because mm. from what because Bacon plays best with Devontae Graham. That's true. Yeah. And I think now now with Graham, we're asking a lot of Graham because you just said that Terry plays better with Graham on the court as well. Yeah. So Graham is gonna be logging starter minutes while coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. But I think I think what happens, I think you have to put Monk in that starting role. Have Bacon coming off the bench well, and have him chewed up defensively. So man. we saw we saw some of this last season, mm-hmm. late in games, where JB went to the Kimba Walker Tony Parker backcourt, yeah. and it worked. How many times did we bail get Tony Parker bail us out because there was somebody else to take the pressure off of Kimba? And everyone was like, "I don't understand why he's running such a small backcourt," but it worked because you have two ball handlers in the backcourt, cuts down on turnovers, and then you know create for others exactly. Themselves. So that's working. So that's why. I would say it's not such a bad idea to start Devontae Graham, mainly because the Horn, one of the Hornets' biggest issues is we get off to these like bad early starts. So you let them get a little bit of chemistry going, and then you can 
be more competitive in the beginning, and then you bring Monk and Bacon in. However, having said that, I can tell Devontae, I'm not going to say he doesn't feel comfortable starting, but it takes him a while to get Yeah, I noticed that he wasn't really that productive as a starter in the opening minutes yeah, of, yeah. of those games. And then once the game kind of came to him, then he just starts lighting it up. Yeah. See, like, with that with that being said, if if we go Devontae as a starter, we need to get a reliable third point guard in this roster. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not sold on the other Martin brother. Uh, being a third point guard, yeah, 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 not yeah, yet. Yeah. He has he even played maybe one or no, two games. One, I don't know. Nah, he he's played. He played one game. With I'm not sure if he's played at all. Um, but, uh, but I know he actually just got assigned to the uh, swarm. To the, yeah, to the swarm. But um, he's he's appeared in three games, but okay. he's played like he's averaging like eight minutes. So I'm guessing just garbage time. Garbage time. Yeah. yeah so I, I, so we if we were to do that, we'd need to get a solid third point guard option. Yeah. At, at, at least to 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 spell them. Some time, like eight ten minutes a game, to 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 actually lead the. I don't I don't need you to score, be a passer, play some defense, and that's it. Agree. Okay. Uh, so the Hornets' next four games: Raps, Nets, Wiz, and the Bulls. Predictions, fellas. Two and two. I want to say three and one. I want to say three and one. So bad. I want to say. Out there, step out I want to say we're gonna lose to Toronto. That's what I'm saying. Then I want to say we will beat Brooklyn, Washington, okay. and Chicago. That's what I'm thinking. I've got a lot of faith that we can beat the Knicks we can because beat Brooklyn. because because Brooklyn's not that good. Actually, not as good as people expect it. And I feel like we can. Levert's out. With we can press them enough to steal that one. I think we 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 can beat. The Wiz and Bulls will definitely win one of those two games. See, see, I don't have enough confidence in this team that if we beat Brooklyn, that we're going to automatically be watched to the Chicago because Beal is on fire right now. Yeah, and, Beal is on three, fire and, it's, right now. and it's three games in four days too. It's three games yeah. in four days. I, so I'm, 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 I'm going two and two. I'm gonna step out. I'm two and say, two is a safe bet. I'm gonna say three and one. I'm gonna step okay. out and say. You know, three I'm gonna roll with. I hope you're right. I'm roll, I'll, 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 I'll roll I'll roll right. Uh, and I'm one of these people, and I know the. The Hornets group is gonna be like, dude, you're crazy. I think the Hornets are gonna make the playoffs because I'm looking. Okay, so if the playoffs were to start today, 13 games in, the Hornets are a six seed. Okay, what's the difference in the Hornets Ooh. and say the Orlando Orlando Magic or the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks or the Detroit Pistons See, or any of the other bad teams in the Eastern Conference? See, uh-huh. The Hornets aren't going to make the playoffs because they're good. They might make it just because the East, the East the is trash. The East is- I, I, I think the Magic have a trade to make. And I think Atlanta will be there once John Collins comes back. I don't I, now I, I think I think the the Hawks are on a good trajectory. But I don't even think they're really that much better than the Hornets, honestly. They've got Trey Tra- Young. I think, it, the Hawks got, I think the Hawks got one more year. They got one more year. I think I, this is the year. I, I, I can't see it this year. When, when, when John Collins comes back, dude's averaging 20 and 10. So I, I, think, I think this is year. I think the Hornets have a great problem in that they are 6-7 and seven with flaws. Yeah. Because you aren't at those flaws where you've already got, you know, you're essentially a 500 team. You fix those flaws. And I'll give you the bottom half. Right now, Philly since at, since at five. Indy sits at six. We're at seven. Brooklyn is at eight, followed by Orlando, Cleveland, and then Atlanta. So does anyone think that really think that Cleveland, Cleveland Orlando, or Atlanta is going to overtake the Hornets through yeah. the course of 82 games? I do. 
I, I don't know, man. Hey, no, if anybody it's out of those bad. three would be Atlanta, Atlanta, and no, be or Orlando, I'm telling you, Orlando is better than the record indicates. Well, overachieved last year. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I, I don't, I don't believe in the in the NBA better than your record. You there's a you play enough games to where you are what your record says you are, and the the only stat that matters is a W in NL. So I, I it's just that the Hornets kind of have a a bit of a cushion. They would have to go on a really, really bad losing streak. And right. I don't think the Horn- Hornets, are, I mean, they're going to lose a lot of games. They're probably going to yeah, lose yeah, yeah, yeah. 45, 50. 50 games probably. But I, but the thing is, I don't see Cleveland uh, or Orlando winning and here's you know, the deal, 40 games. Getting back, so. to my earlier, getting back to my earlier stat, they have been down double digits. Each it, and yeah. every game this year. So, like Kaiser said, they're a 500 team right now with flaws. So, imagine yeah. eliminated those flaws, and they may be 10 and 3 yeah, right I, now. I, okay, the, what's today's date? November 17th, <laughs> 11, 17, 19. I'm going to write this in All the right, Kaiser, Kaiser said. And uh, we're going to revisit this back in January. Right. Yes, and I, 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 I want to check the temperature of the room. Now, listen, and, and now. I, I didn't want to do this until after the season was over, but I feel like this conversation kind of warrants the question I'm going to ask, okay? Before the season started, you know, I asked a question. I went and tagged everybody. <laughs> Does Do the Hornets win more or less than 25 games? We said no. We said no. All but three of y'all wrong. said we no. Wrong. We were, we were I, wrong. I, I got to backtrack on that because, I mean, there are already six, six wins. Yeah. I mean – they could easily, easily win nineteen more games. Yeah. So and, and like I was, I'm not, I'm not calling y'all out. I'm just asking, no, like, how are yeah, y'all no, feeling no. now? How are y'all? I mean, because I, I honestly didn't think. I mean, from what we were told from PJ Washington, it was G League, True. and, it, and yeah. we were, and I didn't know Devonte was going to take this much of a jump, and so I'm like, also, I, 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 yeah. I mean, plus, a lot of things washed out that people didn't foresee. Like we, the, the balance of power shifted so hard. To the Western Conference, and then nobody really foresaw the Raptors being as good as they were, or Siakam becoming an overnight superstar. You know, so there were a lot of things. You know, the chips just falling in in our favor, and you know that that's a great thing. Um, so I'm gonna say they they win. <laughs> I'm gonna say 32 games, and I think that's just enough. I think it's just enough to to if if they don't make the playoffs. They'll be right there in that race for the eight nah, seed. Nah, that bad. Nah, nah, they won't be. I, I, I'm thinking 37. I'm the, thinking 37. The, 37 the Hornets. Was it the Hornets that made the eight seed with 35 wins? No, that was uh, uh, that was like. It might have been like Detroit or somebody. Like yeah, that. I mean it's happened uh, multiple times it's not before. Happened. It's, it's not, not happening. Nice. I mean, welcome, welcome the, the, to the, this. The East has a solid six. Welcome to this side six. of eight mile though, it, with it, the predictions as far it, as the games won. You're but. right. The East has a solid six, but it's them last two spots. I, I, I mean, you're you're talking about Charlotte, Orlando, New York, uh, Atlanta, pretty much in Cleveland. I, none of those teams are that much better than any other ones. So I we'll think we're, we're going to see. You, you, you want to wait? Wait, you want to you want to you want to play some friendly wage on that? 30, 30 Let's do thirty two games that. to get you in there. Let's do that. All right, we'll come up with we'll we'll post it on the Facebook yeah, yeah, page. Yeah, okay. So uh, so props to Michael Jordan for uh, you know 
being a good owner and having some good young. Oh, we're not giving him credit. No, we're not. That, I, I, we, we, I, I don't know. We're, we're, <laughs> too soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael Jordan has absolutely nothing to do with the PJ Washington pick. <laughs> he has nothing to do with bringing in. Like, no, we're not gonna do that. Uh-oh. No, yeah. No, all right, all right. He's not the GM. All right, so let's go pay some bills. Our sponsor, Anchor.fm. We'll be right back. And we are back. Hey. And as I said at the beginning of the show, <laughs> sometimes it's a terrible thing clank, clank, to be clank, right. Clank, clank, and those of you that clank. listen and watch Under Construction, <laughs> we've been saying for weeks now that Kyle Allen <laughs> is not a good NFL quarterback. Now, before we get into this segment, he's a decent backup. I feel like oh, yeah, I feel him. like I need to put this caveat out there for everybody listening. Here at Under Construction, we do not want to see the Carolina Panthers fail. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Yep. Here at Under Construction, we do not want to see Cal Allen fail. Nope, nope. Yep. However, comma. Cal Allen is who we thought he, <laughs> he was. was. Yeah. He is who we thought he was. Now, and, and shout out to the people who in other Facebook groups and, and online has been telling us, you don't know what you're talking about. Y'all are 5-4, five, 5-1. Five no. The defense of Christian McCaffrey. We've been telling you this. Now you finally see Cal it. Allen is who we thought he was. Yep, he's... At best, a game manager. He's and a game at worst, man. he's what he's we Trent, saw today. He's Trent for life. So, and, you know, and a lot of people after the San Francisco game said, well, hey, it's San Francisco, which is fair enough. Number fair, one fair, defense fair. in the league. But, dog, the Atlanta Falcons, the 2-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons, hey man, they look. came into our house and they made Kyle hey, Allen look like me. Hey, silver lining. He threw for 300 yards today. Would have threw for four if he didn't throw four picks to the other team. Yeah. So I mean, look right now this 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 this, hurt, this, hurts, this man <laughs> is now sitting at seven fumbles with five of them lost, nine interceptions for a total of sixteen turnovers versus ten touchdowns Yikes. in eight games played. This wow. is the guy who we are arguing about replacing Cam Newton. No. Uh, after uh, after the last two weeks, if I'm Cam Newton, I'm walking in the office asking for a new contract. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking for a new contract, like or an extension, because like, and, and and here's the deal about Cam. One, let me let me give major shout outs to Cam Newton because we all know that Cam Newton can't walk ten yards without there being some sort of headline. Mm-hmm. Everything that this man has done in the wake of this pushed narrative of a quarterback controversy has been completely A1. He he has said all the right things. He has done all the right things. He has been there in support of Cal Allen. And with the way that these last two weeks have gone, he is 1,000% vindicated in whatever the heck he wants to do. And and one thing I have never liked about Ron Rivera is he always avoids – certain questions and certain conversations we can go and talk about today's game for the next 30 or 45 minutes and he's there talking and he's missed opportunity and all that good stuff and as soon as you mention cam newton and 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 Mm -hmm. possibly getting out of here he shuts up who treats their star quarterback like that who who leaves that 
that that that that, that cliffhanger out mm-hmm. there that the that the organization might actually be thinking about getting rid of Cam Newton. After the last two weeks, if I am Cam Newton, I am walking into that office with the most flamboyance of outfits that I can find, and I am asking for a contract extension. Come with a house coat and some glasses on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the grandma house coat. No, I, I agree with you there. You wouldn't see this in Green Bay or even, let's take a look at the Patriots. The Patriots multiple times have had guys who the media said could possibly usurp Tom Brady. We saw Matt Castle. Matt Castle. We saw Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, Jacoby Brissett. And every time, yeah, they're gone. Tom Brady's our guy. Tom Brady is our guy. Whenever the question was proposed to Belichick, he's just kind of like, are y'all, are y'all serious? Are y'all are really serious? Dumb? So, But we don't see it. We didn't see that with the Panthers. It was just kind of like, well, we don't want to talk about that because that's a distraction. Kyle Allen is our guy for now, and we'll talk about that later. Well, Drew Brees, oh, sorry. No, I, was, I, know, I was gonna say Drew Brees has two losses on this season with him being a starting quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater has zero losses. Last week in the Saints loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, statistically speaking, was Drew Brees' worst, worst game. game of his NFL career. And not one time did you hear any peep of possibly getting Teddy Bridgewater back in there. We are going with Drew Brees. He is our quarterback. He has earned that right. And for the life of me, I can't understand. I will never understand why does Cam Newton not get that exact same respect. Oh, we know why. We know why. I'm leaving that one alone. I'm not trying to start any controversies today. Uh, hey, move on. As far as, as – <laughs> but getting into the game, though, getting into the game today, as far as the game, I think – once we officially are eliminated out of the playoffs, I think today's game has to be the game that gets Ron Rivera out of Carolina. Honestly, I don't. Th- I don't think he's gonna be fired. He probably won't, but he has be fired, to be. I, well, I don't think. So. I think. I think you could blame him more for the Tampa game games that we should have won, or games that we had. You know, that we were in it and competitive, and then we didn't win because of a poor coaching decision. Kind of like the, the Tampa game. I mean, well, I mean has, has, has he now we've ever had, coached Dan Quinn? We, we've had three no. of those games this year because it, the the uh, the Rams game because we we played them to a field goal. It was the Rams game, the Bucks game, and it was last week's game when we played last week. Because, I, I don't know if any uh, of the, I, the the Tampa game and, is and the only I'm one. I'm talking where like I, goal line situation, gotcha. like yeah, fourth the, and short. The Tampa situation. game is really the only one where I'm like that was a bad bad coaching decision. Yeah. Him and North Turner outsmarted themselves like coaches tend to do. And ended up got cute. Yeah, they got cute, and they ended up losing. It's not necessarily, not necessarily, Ron Rivera's fault that Kyle Allen experiment failed. So it's falling apart. If if anything, though, I don't know how David Tepper will look at this, but you may want to credit him for for the team getting to this point. This point without one of the best quarterbacks in the league, due to the strength of the defense as a whole, not not the run defense, but as a whole, the, the Panthers' defense was pretty good. And even today, they weren't bad. It was just yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. we kept giving Atlanta the ball, well, and, 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 and there, was yeah. only, there was only so much they could do. So, I, Quick question for you. If we were to let go Ron, what type of coach would you want in, in, in Charlotte? Offense. Uh, somebody who's going to air it out, an offensive coach. You have to look. Really? Yeah, it has to. Like – 
Cam Newton can still throw the ball. He can still throw the but ball. Do you honestly think a coach, a new coach that wants an offensive system, is going to want a Cam Newton back? Or do do or do you think? So you can I introduce to you the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, but that's well. Well, hold on, hold on, though, hold on, hold on. They held on to Joe Flacco until they just couldn't anymore. Yeah, agree, agree. So I think Harbaugh is just playing the hand that he was dealt. If, if I yeah. think he would have taken the Flacco that won in the Super Bowl over Lamar Jackson, would have any day if, if that Flacco still existed, and they probably held on to Joe Flacco a little too long. So having said that. We talked about this a little bit off camera, but I don't think that coaches like coaching a guy like Cam Newton. No, they, they don't. don't. They, it, he's you. You have to essentially create your offense around him and his ability, and that's tough for for a head coach to do. Offensive coordinators love it. I think. I think a guy like Chud. I think he was salivating when he found out the Panthers were drafting Cam Newton. Um, why 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 would Ron make a decision once Chud went to Cleveland to go to a, such a conservative type of offensive coordinator and Mike Shula and and and, and let that ineptness inept, ineptitude whatever you want to call it the big word why would he let that go on for so long it, 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 it to to me honestly you wasted pieces of that dude's prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and we're doing that now with, with, with Christian with McCaffrey, McCaffrey right now. Getting back to your point about coaches not liking the quarterback Susan style of your Lamar Jeff Jackson Fisher. and <laughs> Cam Newton, I completely agree with you that the coaches and the offensive coordinators today still don't like those type of players. But they are very begrudgingly starting to excel yeah, those right. players. Yeah, and, and I think what's happened is so many of these types of quarterbacks have come out, they're coming out of college, that it's unavoidable. You you have to accept them. And then when you go and you look at the league and you look at a Kyler Murray, you look at a Dwayne Haskins, who looks like he is finally going to get a chance in Washington, <sighs> you look at a Lamar Jackson, you look at Deshaun Watson, Dak Mahomes. Prescott, Pat Mahomes, Jacoby Brissett. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jameis Winston, and and even though they've all had varying levels of uh, success, the landscape is changing. So I think, and, and, and to another degree, I think Cam Newton, the argument can be made that Cam Newton was a sacrificial lamb. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But if Carolina was to go and get another head coach and offensive coordinator, and if they chose to stay with the old guard to go get a, a – prototypical pocket passing QB, it's almost like you're 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 trying to stay in the old ways. It's almost like the NFL as a whole is progressing forward. You but you're you're, you're trying here's, to stay. here's the one problem though. The NFL more than any other professional sport is a copycat league. Yeah. And who's winning Super Bowls? It's not any of those guys I'll we, give ju- you we that just one. listed. Yeah, give you it, I'm not saying that those guys don't have the ability. The problem is that Tom Brady it's is, the is of all about 500 years old, and he's still winning Super Bowls, throwing three yard slant routes. You know, I mean, it's 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 so coaches look at that and they're like, okay, do I want to try and build a system like Belichick has built, or even Sean Payton? <laughs> now, but see, coaches need to ask. It'd be it'd be real to sales. 
Am I Belichick? <laughs> but no, at the, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, at the same time, at the same time though, your Aaron Rodgers and your Peyton Manning and your Tom Brady's and and I guess you can almost throw Russell Wilson in there. They've won these Super Bowls. They are winning these Super Bowls because coaches and teams have yet to fully accept these quarterbacks we're talking about. Right, yeah. The Baltimore Ravens are probably the first team to openly admit that, hey, we are fully embracing the type of quarterback that we have. So now that we have a team who is – and I think Arizona has accepted who Kyler Murray is, and I think they're trying to cater their offense to him. So I would say let's give it a couple of years of watching these teams fully embrace these players before we can say that it doesn't work. I think that – Let me question. Would you say that the Falcons – when they had Vic, did they fully accept him? No, no, no. I mean, they would, they would, they would. He, he, he had a lot of free reign. He had a lot of. When you look at all of, a lot of Vic's highlights and you look at him running, they weren't called runs; they were scrambles. He was he, he was but scrambling I, to get out the pocket. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think that's because, and this is ultimately the crux of the situation when it comes to quarterbacks like Cam. Injuries. Yeah. Cam Cam has is. I mean, we're finally starting to see. On the back end, all the punishment build up. But not every one of those guys, in fact, none of those guys built like are him. built like him. Yeah. And then you take a guy like like RG3, who I think the Washington Redskins were like, okay, we're, we're going to ride this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they rolled, rolled him. him. <laughs> they rolled him. <laughs> they rolled him right out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's always in the back of coaches' heads. Like, okay, so I got this guy who can run all around the field and make these dynamic plays. But at some point, we've seen it with Mahomes this year. At some point, you know, something's going to happen. He's going to take the wrong hit or he's going to take too many hits. And we've seen uh, the NFL love to protect quarterbacks. And it's almost impossible to to protect quarterbacks like that. So, I don't know. You know, if Ron Rivera left, uh, it's hard to say what kind of coach I'd want the Panthers to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we get to find out very no, soon. <laughs> we will see. Hopefully we do. Speaking uh, of protecting quarterbacks, woo! so Colin Kaepernick had a workout uh, at a high school in Atlanta yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a long, drawn-out saga in which him and the NFL could not come, agree to terms on um, the terms of the workout, whether or not media would be there. So Kaepernick and his team ended up um, having their own uh, workout in which six teams showed up, although 24 teams were interested in the workout, but six ultimately showed up. It's a Saturday, uh, and most teams are preparing for, for Sunday. Um, the Carolina Panthers did not send a representative Saturday. Nor, nor Turner yeah. stated that he wanted to prepare for Sunday. Sunday's game. Eric Reed <laughs> did, <didn't> <laughs> did travel <laughs> to support his friend Colin. Uh, your thoughts on the situation, and should should David Tepper have sent someone down there just to take a look? Yes. Uh, well, this week he realized he should have sent somebody down there today. Uh, yeah. Uh, he should have signed him yesterday to play uh, today. Yeah, it was it was terrible. <laughs> but uh, that, this whole situation is to me is is, is bull from the NFL stance. You set up a you set up a, a workout on a Saturday. A Saturday, not 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 a Tuesday, not a Monday, but a Saturday. And Tuesday is the day that they normally, normally right, do this. Work out. It's the normal day when they do it. So, um, me personally, 
I can't say yes or no, definitively speaking, whether or not the Panthers should have sent the rep because I, I never would have expected them to do so. They already have Eric Reed. They right. already have Trey Boston. And even though Trey Boston is an activist, he's not the activist that, that Kaepernick like. and that a Reed is. But, you know, Trey Boston, his activism has actually has actually gotten in the way of his career as well. Um, again, could you imagine going into the season with the Cam Newton <clears throat> Replacing him with Cal Allen, having the firestorm that we have had for the last two months, and then bringing in Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> could y'all imagine? Hey Ticket sales, man. Now and 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 in the preseason, we actually talked about possibly bringing Kaepernick in as a backup. My reason for not wanting Carolina to do so is completely different from any of these other teams. And I feel like if Carolina would have ever bring in Colin Kaepernick, even though after today I'm probably going to hop on the bandwagon that they should, um, I feel like the Panthers would be made the scapegoat of the NFL. Mm. And I mean that – I say that because – Trey Boston, when he uh, when he finished up with Arizona, he stayed on the uh, wire for a very long time. Considering he is one of the a top safety in the league, same with Eric Reed. He stayed as he stayed on the open for market a year, for right? uh, a year, no, not no, no, uh, uh-uh. couple months. He it was a couple months. It was like two or three months, and he's a former All Pro safety. Um, I feel like with David Tepper bringing them bringing them both in it absolves the other owners from, East. from doing some stuff like that as well so if Colin if Colin Kaepernick comes to Carolina everyone is going to tell us to shut the hell up because Kaepernick has a job now um, there's no collusion all of that bull crap but what oh my, my bad let me let me finish but what would have happened is the new guy on the block who is David Tepper would have been the one to take to accept all of that heat and all that frustration from everybody with bringing Colin Kaepernick in when the old guard, all of those other owners, were basically able to get what they wanted, and that was to ultimately not sign Colin Kaepernick. So, let me ask you an opinion. Let me, let me ask you a question. So, does the NFL hosting this workout prove that there is collusion? Think about it. Think about it because it's kind of like you're getting permission to work, to work them out. Like, well, it's, it's an unwritten, like, hey, um, so if, if you really were interested in him, you'd have bought him in months ago, even years ago. The, but the NFL wasn't. This was is important to note that this was at the request of Colin Kaepernick and his team. And no, 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 Colin Kaepernick was on the island somewhere eating Twinkies. So and his rep well, called but, and said, hey, we got a call. So to that point, if the NFL calls you and say, hey. We wanted you to do a public workout for whatever the ulterior motive might be. But then you start adding concessions. That is, and I think that's probably the, I don't agree with what Stephen Smith, the Stephen A. Smith said. I think that's just the, the worst <laughs> take on this whole thing. Yeah, but, well, I, I got another take but, for you guys. I but I don't, I'm not expecting the NFL to be buddy buddy with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. They have Kaepernick a pending lawsuit. Yeah. They, pro- they, they feel like there's no collusion, although we no, know there that probably there probably is. Maybe not at the NFL level, but between a lot of these the teams, owners, yeah, a lot yeah. of these owners, absolutely. So, you know, they're like, hey, we want you to come work out. And then Colin Kaepernick says, okay, we'll come work out, but I got to have my media team there. And I got it out of the NFL says, no, you do it on our terms. And then Colin Kaepernick says, well, no, we got to agree to different terms. And then he ends up leaving and then having his his own workout. I don't think I think the NFL 
tried to do a publicity stunt that went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. They they said, okay, you know what? We can get some goodwill by at least giving Kaepernick a workout because we'll, we give him a workout, then that weakens the, the collusion case, which is true. But then once Colin Kaepernick said, and Colin Kaepernick probably felt that way, you know what? They're just trying to use this as an opportunity to weaken my case. So I'm going to give it back to and them. It, and then there's a lot of back. And, 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 and it also, one of his biggest beef was there's no media involved. And only the NFL has the tape of this. And so the NFL can effectively control that narrative. He's just okay. Yeah. He's just okay. Yeah. And I and I, I don't believe that. Well, for one, um, I don't think this proves or disproves that there was collusion in the NFL. Like you guys said, I think this is just a PR stuff because yeah. they 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 told him on they informed him on Tuesday that we're setting up a workout for you this Saturday. So you got five days, and we're gonna we're not gonna tell you. Which receivers we're gonna use? So, so effectively, he could have showed up, and you being one of the receivers, and mm-hmm. when and when you guys aren't able to sync up, now they're able to use that footage to like portray mm-hmm. the narrative that you can't play. And so, I don't believe that Kaepernick tried to one up them with the whole uh, media thing. But if you walk into there and it's like a closed circuit workout type thing, like you say, Rodney, they can control the narrative. The narrative. I think Kaepernick should have said. You know what? No, I'm gonna hold my own private workout because if he says no and then continues doing whatever he's doing, the NFL is going to say, "Aha! You don't want to play." We offered you a workout and you didn't take yeah. it, and then and then Kaepernick's team has to come out and start explaining. He details. almost had he he had to take the workout because if he chose not to take the workout, even even not the media, just regular fans, because right. we see what gets said, everyone would have been like, "Well, he could." I, I think he could have said. You know what? I'm going to decline and hold my own workout because then he he can control he can control the narrative. Hey, the NFL wanted wanted to, me to do a workout, but they had these concessions that I wasn't comfortable with. So we're going to have our own private workout, which is what ultimately ended up happening. It's just that it took a mess to get there. So, so so I, I, I so I want your opinion on this. A famous sports commentator on Fox Sports. <laughs> Uh, commented on Stephen A. Smith's video. I told y'all Kaepernick is a fraud. Y'all need to separate the cause from these shenanigans and untangle your hopes from the walking scammer. Do the PSA. Do do the PSA before the damn workout. What a joke. Marcellus Wally. How do you feel? Marcellus Wally said that. He uh, he's, al- that he's always saying some clown shit lately. Oh, oh, excuse man. me. Tweeted that today, listeners. He but. tweeted that. Oh man, the uh, the shitlock effect. I, I thought shitlock said it, so because <laughs> yeah, um, I was ready. Because no, I was, Whit- Whitlock actually was like, this doesn't make any sense on the, on the ta- like. I actually agreed with. Well, Whitlock. I actually saw him attack um, attack Kaepernick in the wake of his because because Kaepernick did like a little ninety second spill afterwards, and I actually saw him attack him, but um, I it it doesn't matter what Kaepernick does. He will be villainized for it. And here's my deal. I want to throw some questions out there. So the NFL puts this together, and there are 24 teams that, that – well, we'll say 24 teams that are interested because that's how many reps reportedly showed up. So what happened from Tuesday of last week until yesterday that we now have 24 teams that are interested in Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick is an unrestricted free agent. Means he could talk to anybody, yeah, yeah. anywhere, it, it, anytime. It goes back to my question. It proves collusion. It, 
basically, the NFL said, hey, it's okay for you guys to look at Colin Kaepernick now officially. The, 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 the NFL ultimately gave them public well, permission the, to me. The, team, uh, uh, the reports were that teams were contacting the NFL asking for permission because they were uncertain if it, if it would affect the lawsuit. Um and the NFL was like, yeah, he, he's an unrestricted free agent. You know, and I, he doesn't need a public workout. A team, if it, and this, this is another thing, if a team was really interested in Colin Kaepernick, they just call him and have him come work out. I, I, because I kinda, this all behind the I court. think the NFL said to all the teams, look, Stay we hi- no, I think they said we highly recommend that you guys go to this workout, this official sanctioned NFL workout, because then that weakens Colin Kaepernick's case. They can say, look. Twenty-four teams were interested in him. Well, How could they be colluding here's against what him I if they believe. wanted him to play? Here's what I believe because this just came up out of the blue. This came right, out of nowhere. Yeah. What I believe, I believe that there is a team that is truly, truly interested and that is very close to reaching out to Colin Kaepernick. And I believe that it, 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 it it's pretty bound to happen. The NFL said, "Whoa, how can we spend this?" For some good PR. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I actually, so. there was a, a report. I was trying to, I saw it in a sports group on Facebook, and I was trying to verify it, and it was iffy, but there was a report that the New York Jets had made a commitment to him before the public workout. Mm-hmm. Um, that after his public workout, he would do a private workout uh, with them. So, and, I like that theory that and, the NFL... And, and I haven't even read that, but this... I just believe that there's a team that is pretty close to signing Colin Kaepernick, and so the NFL said, "Well, hey, let's, let's hold it. Let's do this, mm-hmm. so that when he gets signed in a week, week and a half, it looks uh, like it came. It came from." And here. I think, I mean, we were saying this off camera. I think that there are three different types of franchises when it comes uh-huh. to, to the yep. situation. There are franchises that absolutely do not want to sign Colin Kaepernick because of his political beliefs and activism. Got the Dolphins, the uh, the 49ers, obviously, of course, uh, the Giants, probably and the, the, the Broncos, Steelers. The, yeah, yeah, the and Broncos, then, yeah. Then you have teams like, say, the Panthers, who would absolutely sign Colin Kaepernick, but they don't really have a need for yeah, him. Yeah. I mean. The Panthers didn't before today, but uh, but you don't really have a need for him. And Colin Kaepernick has always maintained that he's a starter and mm-hmm. he wants to start and he wants to make starter money. So I think there are a lot of teams, the Green Bays, the Patriots, the Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks even talked to Colin Kaepernick at one time, but you're really going to pay him $13 million a year to back up Russell Wilson. So you got those guys. And then you got those guys in the middle, the guys who the, the teams that, OK, we could probably use a Colin Kaepernick. But do we really want or need the media circus that comes with it? Because regardless of what you think of his activism, there's going to be a media circus wherever he goes. Do we really want that? Do we really have the, can we clear out the cap space? There's a lot of that. We have the infrastructure to support him here. There's that, that uncertainty in those teams and those teams, one of those teams, like Vince said, eventually is going to say, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's bite the bullet. So it was bound to happen. And like you said, I think the NFL Wanted to get ahead of that. Yeah. How old is he? Like 30, 31? He is. I, be, I want the same to say age 31. Cam Newton. 30, 31, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we close this years. out, because I know we've kind of been on this for a minute. Um, we rec- Today is Sunday for anybody who's listening while we record this. So a lot of these things happen during the week. And by the time that we've talked about it, you can quasi say it's kind of old news. Mm-hmm. Or the emotion has kind of died down to dust and settled. 
it may be a good thing that we talk about these things when we do, because I really want to shout out Stephen A. Smith right now. Um, but I am I am a lot more calm right now than I was when he first saw it. First when, came out, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say Stephen A. Smith. I'm just highly, highly, highly disappointed in you. Um, I really I haven't been a fan of Stephen A. in the past, but I I, I have a lot of friends uh, in my circle <laughs> who aren't as upset with some of his antics and they forced me to look at stuff from a different point of view mm -hmm. so i've tried to look and listen to Stephen a smith from that other perspective and lately i just haven't been able to and with with the situation with colin kaepernick with some of the tweets he made in response to the miles garrett uh situation which hopefully we talk about us uh, mm. next i just i i don't understand what his angle is like i I, I, I'm, I'm baffled right now. We've, we saw this with the Kevin Durant situation. Yeah. Steven Smith thinks that he's so well connected. And in this particular case, he was getting scooped by Twitter journalists mm -hmm. because his statement was so uninformed and ignorant of the totality of the situation, what was really going on between Kaepernick's team and the NFL. And I just can't see any reasonable person who knew all the facts saying what he said. He said. Yeah, he's, it, oh, he's overworked. The, the, NFL, <laughs> pay him. the NFL reached out to Colin Kaepernick on a Tuesday. Colin Kaepernick, his representatives, as well as other officials in the NFL, asked if the NFL would push the workout back for one more week. The NFL said no. Colin Kaepernick showed up to the Atlanta Falcons football stadium Um to do the workout, but the NFL wanted to, they wanted him to sign a waiver, and they refused to have any media outside of the NFL's media um, that they provided, and Kaepernick said no, and he's been criticized for taking the workout and moving it to another location, and Stephen A. Smith is on Twitter saying that Colin Kaepernick doesn't want to play football, and he called Colin, he said Colin Kaepernick wants to be a martyr. Um, Stephen A, please go look at the definition of martyr. I don't think that's his angle right now. Go, 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 Google martyr, and then then come back and address that. Stephen A. Smith gets sunned by Max Kellerman on social issues every morning on First Take. This really doesn't surprise me. So um, that that's what new money do to. Because yeah, I know he got that big contract, big and contract. now he's back. He's back. You know, dancing for years. So now we know why Skip left. Yeah. So who unfortunately may be coming back. back. He yeah. might be coming back, which is a shame. Yeah, because him and him and Shannon actually yeah. got a good thing going. Yep, yeah, I like Uncle Shannon. Maybe he'll come on our show one day. <laughs> so uh, okay, so our last bit of NFL news. We'll keep this quick. Those of you guys who saw Pittsburgh Steelers versus Cleveland Browns, of course, all the brawl that broke out. And that culminated with Miles Jarrett taking off Mason Rudolph's helmet and giving him a few good whacks over the head with it. Suspensions were doled out. Miles Jarrett getting the worst of those. Mason Rudolph only getting a fine for his role in the altercation. And boy, I got my face to say But, uh, Ronnie, what you got? What you got? So, first off, are, are you with Miles Garrett or no? And then go and say what you're going to say. I'm with Miles Garrett. You're with Miles Garrett. All right, cool, so, cool, cool. So I'm laying down in bed. I'm laying down in bed on Thursday night. Uh-huh. I'm on my phone. I hear some commotion going on TV. I said, whoa! 
And so I'm like, yo, Miles is totally off base. He hit him with the help. And then I rewind back. Wife is like, what's going on? She's like, you see him trying to take off his helmet first. <laughs> so Mason, he, he got slammed down to the ground. It's, you, you be playing a physical sport. Mason tried to take off his helmet and come at him. So he basically wrote a check that his ass couldn't cash at that point. And if they got in a regular fight, cool, I don't have no problems with it at all. Miles should have got suspended some games. He should have got suspended definitely. You, you, you do not swing a helmet at somebody's head. He, he connected too. I'm, I'm not going to say that. But uh, what's crazy to me is you got three people coming after you. I'm swinging that helmet too, probably. <laughs> Three big NFL players. I'm like, get back. I'm like, I'm swinging the helmet probably. I, look, don't crucify me or anything like that. I'm swinging that helmet. But Pouncey getting suspended. Yeah, I, 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 I'd have done the same thing Pouncey did. I, I, I would defend it, my teammate. But Ru- Rudolph got off easy. He got off pretty yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't get out. He, he got off completely. He got yes, off completely. He got off completely. And he, he, he reminds me of the kid, like, my dad will sue you and coming after you. I, I just, I, he has a punchable um, face, man. He just has a punchable face. Her, Maybe because he's from Rock Hill. So I, I, I went to sleep on the game at halftime. I don't know why, but in my 30s. It was boring. Huh? <laughs> it's it, a well, boring game. No, no, it's not that. Football doesn't excite me anymore. Um, NFL. I obviously we watch the Panthers, Panthers because of this <laughs> because of under construction. But when it comes to Sunday night football, Monday night football, and Thursday night football, I always go to sleep at halftime. I agree. I always go to sleep. So when We're I woke old. up the next morning and I'm getting all these notifications, I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened? What happened? So I I I go on the Facebook and the first thing I see is Miles Garrett swinging his hammer like like he's throwing some shit in the Avengers and whatnot. And I was like, Nah, Miles, you like I was completely against. I was yeah, like, no, bro, you don't like, do that. I was like, Bro, you you that's like that. And I hate to bring his name up, but it reminded me of Indomitian Sue. Yeah. Like it was very Indomitian Sue like. And or, so uh, or, or that guy from the, he used to play for the Titans uh, who, who stomped on the uh, yeah. cowboy head. Ooh, Hainsworth, Hainsworth, Abba Hainsworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then, but then, you know, I, I, what happened was what they tell us to do in certain situations. Wait till all the facts come, come out, yeah. and then all the facts start coming out, and I started seeing all these screenshots, and I see, I see Mason Rudolph. Try to pull the helmet off. He almost did. Oh snap! I can't get the helmet off. Probably because there's a chin strap right there. So let me try and twist this guy's head and possibly injure him for his for the rest of his life. And he's twisting the head and he's twisting it. And Miles gets up. And as Miles gets up, what does Mason do? He kicks him in the groin. Yep. He kicks him in the groin. So when Miles took the helmet off. Um, I think he was done right there. But when he took the helmet off, there was an offensive lineman who came up and and basically reignited yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And Miles got hit and he threw the helmet in retaliation. Now, when it comes to throwing the helmet, I would like to quote a famous comedian. Okay, I'm not saying I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. <laughs> but I understand. Okay. Okay. So um, the 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 thing that really pisses me off the most with with um, Mason Rudolph, I looked at Mason Rudolph as a bully, and I'm gonna give you guys a scenario. If you if you look at Mason Rudolph, 
he continuously antagonized yeah. mm-hmm. that that incident. And as soon as Miles Garrett hit him, he did not respond the way you would respond if you got hit with it. He did not try and attack Miles Garrett. He didn't try and take his helmet back. He threw his hands up and he oh looked for gosh. the referee. He looked for the referee. He and, hit me back. And that told me that he had ill intent from the beginning mm-hmm. to try and antagonize and incite uh, that incident right there because. When you look at bullies, bullies, they pick on people who they think are weaker than or they think because they can get away with it. And as soon as the person who's being bullied, as soon as they stand up and and, 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 and they treat the bully in kind, what does the bully do? They go cry. Yeah. They go cry. They go cry foul. And it's all war is me. And that's exactly what Mason Rudolph did. So for the NFL, for the NFL to suspend him indefinitely and suspend uh, Pouncey for three games and the other lineman for one game, and Mason, all he got was a fine? That's horse crap. That is complete BS. So let me ask you a question. So I was watching the post-game interview, and say you were Miles Garrett, and your quarterback says he hurt the team, uh, he should I asked for a trade. I'm asking for a trade. If I'm Miles Garrett, okay. Okay. If, I'm, if, Garrett I'm, if I'm Miles Garrett, I'm maxing out of Cleveland. And, yep. and I'm glad you brought that up because especially considering who it's coming from. Yeah, dude. Look, 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 look. Bruce Irvin commented on that Thursday, Thursday, Friday morning. He got killed on Twitter for saying, "I don't want my quarterback talking like that." Nope. And the radio people like, "No, he, he, he's such a stand-up guy." I'm like, "No." You do you you wait for all the facts to come out and you defer to management at that point and say we will handle this internally yeah, 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 and you yeah. leave it alone. Baker the Maverick Mayfield always has to say something out his ass if I and mess something up and, and, and it goes back to the summer where, where he was commenting on that guy's uh when he was holding up for money he, he was speaking on his money he does not know how to be a good teammate. If I am Miles Garrett, I am actually out of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm, and and in addition to that, depending on the steal that you watch. When all of this was happening, where were his teammates? Teammates, yeah. Where I thought he? that was that was. It, let that happen to Cam Newton, dog. They have to shut the whole <laughs> damn game down. Uh, my thing is this: if I stab you, and in retaliation you shoot me, how could I possibly get mad at that? Yeah, that's yeah. what this is. Yeah. Everyone's mad because they felt like Miles Garrett's reaction was an overreaction, and I don't agree with that. I think when you are defending yourself anything, anything outside like of the context of football, which that's what this turned into when Mason Rudolph turned it into that, yep. there's no such thing as an overreaction. Yep. You try and take my helmet off and then you kick me in the balls. Okay, you want to fight? All okay, let's fight. Off. All bets are off. And like you said, none of Miles Garrett's teammates was going to jump in. Hey, he's defending himself against <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I and I think this is just a microcosm of the NFL's over insistence on protecting quarterbacks. quarterbacks, particularly quarterbacks like Mason Rudolph. You can read into that however you want to read into that, but I'm just saying that that's what this yeah, was. Exactly. He should not have gotten off with justifying the NBA. I love the NBA stance, and I know a lot of people don't, but I like it. If you come off the bench, you get a suspension. There's no, no matter who you yeah, are. No matter, doesn't matter the context or anything. If you fight in the NBA, whether you started it or not, you get suspended. In the NBA, Mason Rudolph would have got a suspension. Ask the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, yeah I completely agree. So, completely agree. I, yeah, uh, just another black mark in the NFL. So. Plenty of black marks. All right, we're going to take a break here. 
Here from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. We'll be right back. Gotta get a drink. <laughs> and we're back. Hey. Light's still on, baby. Light's Woo! still on somehow. <laughs> hey, and don't forget, if you or somebody that you know is in the market for a home, a real estate agent, hit me up. Your beardless realtor, all that good stuff. And if you got a job paying high amounts of money, <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> and call me up. <laughs> hey, Microsoft hiring in Charlotte, apparently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Forgot about that. Wait, that money. Well, but you can't be from Charlotte. They don't hire. They, they bring their own people. Oh, yeah, in. yeah, that whole, <laughs> that whole upward mobility thing. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, so, in more sports slash culture news, college basketball Ooh. is back. The only college sport that I follow, and uh, this was a fairly yeah, fairly, uh, yeah, fairly interesting uh, situation that broke out. Kansas powerhouse team, Kansas playing Monmouth, not powerhouse team, and boy was it a blowout, one ten to fifty five. So Kansas, you know, say okay, game's over. They're trying to dribble the clock out. One of the Monmouth players steals the ball, goes down the other end of the court, and, and, it. Yeah, yeah. It. and then gets hype on it, gets Ooh. hype on the dog too. <laughs> of course, that prompted calls of poor sportsmanship and. All kinds of. So I got a question for you, host. When he did that, was the clock running out? The clock's still going. It went triple clock zero yet. Going. <laughs> hey man, hey, anything happens, it's all game, man. I, you see, disagree. I'm, I'm with you. I, now, now, when he celebrated, I didn't agree with the celebration. No, 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't agree with the like. You're, you're still down three hundred points. Like, <laughs> like, chill. I, I'm. I have absolutely no problem with him stealing the ball, going down there, and, and scoring again. Because, and, and here's what my frustration is, especially with the country that we live in, the younger generation constantly 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 gets beat up for being too soft for giving up too quick for quitting when it gets hard and we have a situation and where a guy literally did not give Give up up. and people mad about it trying to pay them stats people mad about it yeah 57 is better than 55 is better than (laughs) the idea of sportsmanship and high level play and i'll consider college sports to be high level play is Overblown, yeah. Uh, in that, con- yeah. Okay, so we shouldn't fight or punch or kick each other, but but in the context of the game, I mean, score points. Yeah, the clock don't read triple zero. You score points. If if Kansas was like, you know, we gonna jack up threes even though we up fifty five points, then so be it. That that's how the game should be played. Yeah. If you acquiesce to defeat, then all you'll ever be is a loser. Okay, so yeah. I, and so. Props to that guy. Now, yeah, the celebration afterwards. Okay, yeah, all right, definitely. Yeah, you're yeah. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And plus, I, and I think that's probably the biggest problem a lot of people have. With it. Also, it wasn't like he didn't have to work all that hard to get the steal. You know, the Kansas player was just kind of like, okay, game's over. Okay, yeah, I get it. But clock don't read triple zero. Keep playing. Keep going. Keep so. playing. So, yeah, okay, quick topic. We, we, we yeah, all we know Sam, that. Yeah, Sam McCord on that. So, uh, also, in Charlotte news, there have been reports that the the hangout spot of all downtown hangout spots, the epicenter. It's not epic center. It's epicenter. Yeah, epicenter. epicenter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that the epicenter will be, uh, over time, closing down all of the bars and restaurants and clubs and replacing them with retail due to concerns about violence and unrest at the epicenter on the weekends. How do you guys feel about that? So... Three years ago, three or four years ago, Charlotte had its lowest murder rate with like 40, 41, 42 for the year. 
Uh, numbers fluctuate. Things change. I think this is kind of an overreaction in a, a bit. Uh, you already have the curfew in place on the weekend. It's just an overreaction. Um, we got a curfew? For the, like, like you got to be like 21 to get an epicenter at like on the weekend. Mm, okay. They ID people. Well, certain people. You got to be dressed a certain way and... I don't, I don't mind it, <laughs> but it, it it can be an overcorrection of what's going on. Uh, you might have too many melanated people around in the area, <laughs> so you might want to clean up that clientele. Uh, and it, j- j- just the high-profile killing has given it a bad name, and mm-hmm. it, it's been ever since it's been there for like fifteen, almost twenty years now. And no, so, well, not not quite, not quite that long. About fifteen years, about fifteen years sounds about fifteen like. years. I mean. Nothing lasts that long. It probably had its run, and so uh, you could repurpose, you could repurpose it to like a a downtown like square mall or something like that. Eventually, an office space or something like that. Still use it, but hey. I think uh, I think they already wanted to do this, and with the the latest strings string of incidents over the last couple of weeks, I think this is just giving them the excuse yeah. to finally go public with, hey, this is what we're doing. Because there, there are a few bars and a few clubs in the epicenter that their lease ran out already, and whoever manages the uh, the uh, epicenter, they chose not to renew the lease. Now, and here, here's something to solidify my point, because let's be honest, this this is this is another attack on 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 the black demographic because we're all the ones who go down there every single weekend. They the the news came out here in November that they will be getting rid of all of the bars and all of the clubs and all of those night hangout spots, right? Yes, but the ones who are still there, would you like to know when they will start phasing those guys out? Twenty twenty one, maybe. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be next year. It'll be next year. But do you want to know when next year? The end of next year. After CIAA, the RNC. Yeah. Oh, go figure. Yeah, yeah. after the RNC. Yeah. What now? What 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 does our city council look like? I'm done with it. I, I'm just. I'm just. I'll, just say, I'll, okay. I'll say this. Uh, Charlotte is sorely in need of downtown nightlife. It's been the the, the biggest horrific thing it, yeah, of, yeah. with Charlotte for as long as I can remember. I mean, <laughs> as long as I could. But you know, Charlotte has a fairly sizable downtown compared mm-hmm. to a lot of major cities in the United States. And for the longest time, there's just nothing to do downtown. So, you know, maybe 12, 15 years ago, they build the epicenter, and it's been somewhat successful successful yeah, enough you know they've had some financial troubles and it's changed hands a few times but for the most part it's known from from thursday to saturday night the place to go that's where you go if you've ever driven down college street on thursday night friday night or saturday night it's going to take you about 20 minutes to get past the epicenter because of the traffic and you know the people and everything and what ends up happening is all of that kind of permeates through the rest of downtown in charlotte mm-hmm. has a bit of a nightlife so now that's gone. Yeah. So now what? Do we replace the epicenter and then run into the same issues? Because re- retail in downtown Charlotte is not going to work. It's it's failed before. With this is before you were in Charlotte, but City Fair. You know, I'm, I know old school Charlotteans remember City Fair. It was essentially a mall downtown that didn't work because. You, it, yeah, exactly. It's like, why would I want to go shopping downtown when I could go to South Park or Carolina Place or or, or anywhere else? Mm-hmm. It might do a little better now because 
like you said, more people live downtown, but that's not what Charlotte needs. You know, after after the Hornets play, where's everyone going to go? I was going to mention that, right? Yeah, exactly. This is one of the issues when when uh, the Charlotte Coliseum was all the way down on Tyvola. There was nothing to do after Hornets games. With Jackson, nothing (laughs) to do. Nothing at all. I'm about to make y'all mad. I'm about to make y'all mad. I'm about to piss y'all off. I know what you're about to say. What am I going to say? You don't talk about the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no epicenter, there's nowhere to go after the Panthers game. Yeah, and so, places, places. No, 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 no. Everybody uses the epicenter as the as the marquee reason why they love the the, the going to the Panthers. Well, it's true. After after the the Panthers and the Hornets play, you got something to do downtown. Yeah, if you remove that, then take that sucker to the border, then, baby. Then why not move? To the border, it's 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 an interesting situation because what's so if you take away the epicenter, what you have left really yeah. isn't enough. You got a lot of scattered. Yeah, it's bars. not enough to su- to sustain that crowd that would normally yeah. come out to. Now, the I want to say this on a serious note: uh, once they get rid of all those bars and all those clubs, I actually think crime will go up, mm-hmm. even though the epicenter will not be there. But it won't be downtown. It won't though. be downtown because all those people who would be frequenting. Uh, the episode, they're going to go somewhere yep. else. That's true. Uh, also, how does this affect the links? You know, uh, people, a lot of people just take the train uptown to, to, to go to games and then they go to the epicenter and then they take the train back. Uh, it, it, this has a lot of prices will go up. On, and it's only four dollars. Round trip. Right, it's yeah, only four, yeah. but prices will go about up. Five six dollars round trip. Uh, no, no, it's four dollars. That's how you when they go up. Um, well, I, I I can't speculate on what the price will be, but I I'm sure the prices will go up because it's it's going to affect. This has a lot. Line. It has a lot of ramifications gonna, yeah. for for the the. Charlotte economy, go figure that it's gonna not even gonna happen till after the RNC. Yeah. Um, but that's we just, shall see. That's just the way Charlotte Interesting. Is. All right. So time for shout outs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who got a shout out? I'll go first. All right, cool, cool. I'm gonna shout out our brother Jamal, angry black fan. Uh your forty fifth birthday was a success last night, I heard. <laughs> I heard you did some karaoke, some Cardi B on the karaoke machine. <laughs> they uh, and then you put everybody to sleep with some Mob D. Man. <laughs> it was cool, man. I, uh, hey, man, happy birthday to you. We love you, man, and 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 hope you recover well today. And then also, I want to give a shout out to uh, just all of the supporters of uh, Under Construction. Uh, we just broke fifteen hundred plays. Hey, hey! Anchor, so. and we got fifteen hundred fans too now. Yeah, on Facebook. Good and, stuff. Good stuff. And, and thank you for the continued support. We're gonna keep going and. Uh, Send us your feedback. All right. I want to shout out the NCAA. Tua Tonga-Valoa is hurt. Um, Pay the athletes. I'm done. Okay. Simple. I'm going to give a shout out. I never thought I would, but I'm going to shout out the baby. So I've actually been forced to listen to the radio because um, because I switched cars. So I I I dropped to Fort Mill for work. So uh, if you listen to Power 98... It's like the baby, Megan the Stallion, the baby and Megan the Stallion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cardi B and the baby. Yeah. That's like it's the a lineup. That's I mean for like hours and hours on end. That's the lineup. So I've been li- and there's a lot of songs by the baby that I like. I just I ain't gonna lie. I, so uh, I'm a fan. Now, guy. And, now and, and also shout out to them. Shout out to Power ninety eight for the Winterfest. Yeah, the baby. The baby and the I will say one thing though, and this is this is serious. This is serious. And I don't know how people are gonna take this. But imagine being the family 
of that guy got killed, that got killed and then, and then hearing him. the guy rap about it on, on the radio, radio every day. Because yeah. he mentions it in a lot of his songs. Oh, I didn't know. Like, yeah, he does. He yeah. mentions, a, a, I mean, not, not, not like in explicit detail, but... If you you do this, this is going to happen. Right, yeah, he'll he'll refer to that you know th- that incident in rhyme speak. So I thought about that the other day, and it's like, man, I, like I know that's kind of like a, a cred, but it's like a cred thing, claim to fame. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 I yeah. I get it, but it's just like oh, real man, real quick to uh, caveat off of that. Now I don't listen to the baby. I I have legitimately tried to listen. I just can't get with the music. Support him. All that good stuff. I just can't listen to it. But he dropped a new video this week. Hot. And I saw it and I was like, okay, cool. The baby dropped the video, whatever. But it was on my Twitter and on my Facebook and on my Instagram so much <laughs> that I finally went and watched it. And even though I still don't care for the song, that video is dope. Man, man, that, man, that, that video is dope. He, he, he He's like a revelation in a way. As far as like his creativity with his music videos and how he promotes and markets himself, and, and I love the fact that he's actually putting other Charlotte people, yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, and, and I, other Carolina people on, and like we never really had that before. Like J Cole's popped, but he's never really kind of until now put Carolina people on. And yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm just excited. And for and one and I don't watch music videos anymore. We're, yeah. We all grew up in the '90s, so we all grew up yeah. watching choreography and videos and like the videos the that ride, actually ride, went man. with the music so i've watched that video maybe a hundred times simply for the choreography simple that is the only reason i've watched that <laughs> video. it's just that dope so i whoever came up with that choreography and uh the baby the baby he's wearing the uh charlotte Hornets jersey so he's yeah, he's repping charlotte which 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 Kind of baffles me because in his debut album, he had an LA hat. On. I, I don't know. We talked that, about that completely. Yeah, yeah so I'm not, but but I, I'll say that I'm just gonna assume that was a label decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Which we, we agreed on, but no, I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like I had it. Uh, he shut did. It out. He did do an interview with oh, I don't remember who it was. He did an interview recently. I, I might post it on on the UC page, but uh, how he talked about. Being a Panthers fan, and if you if you was in my mama's house, you had to be a Panthers fan. There was no way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, props to him. He he represents Charlotte hard. I, I'm not a fan of all of his stuff, and yeah. I like kind of wish he'd get some different producers. But <laughs> yeah, and I'll say this. I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. To close, I'll say this to close it out. When he does a verse, like as a feature, I'm cool with that. But like a whole track, like that's that's where my Frustration point comes hey, in. Man, I, I, man, I like to turn up. So, <laughs> like, but, like any, but anyway, you know, you know, congrats to him on all the success. No, you know, wish him much more. Yeah. Hopefully, I, he doesn't find himself in another grocery store situation ever again because yep. that definitely sucked. Man, and by the way, got I, security. By the way, I am not related to him. So many people because my last name is Kirk. So everyone's like, "Hey, man, you related to the back?" No, I don't know that dude like that. Now, granted, we probably. Like four cousins or something down, the road, down yeah. the road somewhere. If you in the Carolinas, your last name Kirk, we probably related, but I don't I don't know Jonathan gotcha. Kirk like that, y'all. So stop asking me. <laughs> All right, cool, <laughs> so, cool, cool. So that'll do it for us this week. Join us again next week. Hopefully, do, baby. the, the it, Panthers will have cleaned up their act, and the Hornets will be three. Nah, because we're playing the Saints. In the Superdome. We're playing the Saints. So yeah, get uh, ready for this again man, next. Three game losing streak. Let's go. Hey, appreciate it, y'all. Take care. Take care of each other. Catch y'all next Peace. time.